Wednesday are programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. In every can of Guinness, there's over 250 years of brewing tradition. And a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness, Guinness. Near Banbridge, down in the county, down one evening last July, down the boring green came a sweet Carnina. She smiled as she passed me by. She looked so neat in her two bare feet and the sheen in her nut brown hair. Such a coax and alpha to shake myself to make sure I was standing there. From Mantry Bay down to Derrick from Galway to Dublin Town, no maid I've seen like the fair Carlene that I met in the county down. As she on her words bed and I shook my head and I gazed at the feeling queer. And I says, says I to a passerby, who's your one with the nut brown hair? He smiled at me and with pride says he, she's the gem of old Ireland's crown. Young Rosie McCann for the banks of the barn and the star of the county down. From Bantry Bed to Derry from Galway to Dublin Town, no. Made I've seen like the fair kind that I met in the county down. She'd a soft brown eye and a look so sly and a smile like a rose in June. And your held each knot in her auburn throat as she lilted laments and tunes. At the padded and down she'd be in a trance as she skipped through her cheek or a wheel. When her eyes she'd roll as she lift your soul and your heart she would lightly steal. From Bantry Bay down to Derry Cay, from Galway to Dublin Town, no maid I've seen like a fair Colleen that I met in the county down. The harvest fair should be surely there, and I'll dress in me Sunday clothes. When me hat got right, and me shoes shone bright for a smile from the nut brown rose. No horse I'll yoke, no pipe I'll smoke, but the rest of me plow turn brown. And a smile behind by my own fireside, it's the star of the county down. From Bantry Bay down to Derry Cay, from Galway to Dublin Town, no made I sing like the fair Pauline that I met in the county down. So sly and a smile like a rose in June And your helmet not in her auburn throat And she lilted to the men's and tunes At the Patterton down she'd be in a trance And she skipped through a jig or a rain When her eyes she'd roll And she'd lift your soul And your heart she would lightly steal Right, How deadly stuff. 
Good stuff, the High Kings and the Star of the County Down. One of my favourite Irish songs of all time. That's a great version of that altogether. So, uh, yeah, another beautiful day across southern Ontario. Absolutely, it is. Sun is is shining for uh, a change, and we have a big day today on the golf course. We have. Eamon has decided to... uh, to have mercy on us today. I think He's so, sending yeah. sending us sunshine after having fun with us for the last couple of years as we uh, as we bought from the studio for a one o'clock tea time up at Banty's Roost for the Eamon O'Loughlin Memorial Tournament. And, yes. Uh, should be a good crack. It should indeed, yeah. It should yeah. be a good afternoon. Looking forward to that. Speaking of golf and uh, the county down, yep. Mr. McElroy is making some statements this week now about saying that this 10 million isn't a motivating factor at all. <laughs> I tell you, so there must be something eh, when you can say <laughs> that I just stick it in the bank and I might buy myself something oh, nice yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. Sure, the I money he know. makes on the golf course is crazy. Pales in comparison to what the Nike lads are giving him, sure. Ah, uh, sure, now there you go. Yeah, he deserves it. He deserves it. So, uh, so what has to happen here? If he wins, yeah. he needs your man Jason Day to finish way down the field. Yeah, or yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. He's off uh, in and around this time right now, I think. He's, yeah, very uh, good. He's getting going. So. Anyway. I, um, I just wanted to um, do a, a bit of a shout-out now to the St. Mike's lads last night. Who you had a big a night on the town. I did, yeah. I was yeah. out in the town last night. And uh, the uh, the 50th anniversary of St. Mike's uh, Football Club um, filled the place down at the Liberty Grand. About 430 people were at Amazing. it easily. And uh, just, just a fantastic uh, event. And then special guests, um, uh, Aegon O'Farrell, Oak Doran Cumming, Lou Clash Gale was there. Made a, some fan- made a fantastic speech. Very good speaker. Very good. And um, we're hoping that the other guest of honour will join us in the show at 11.25. I hope I haven't given that the kiss of death. Sometimes I do that. But um, Mickey... Hart is supposed to give us a call today. So it'd be great to hear from Mickey. And so, fingers crossed, he can make it. 11.25. He's going down to the Blue Jays game today, Kenny. Oh, the Blue Jays, who have clinched. Have they October. clinched? October, yeah. There's a mathematical error, apparently. No uh, I was way. reading a story today that uh, the fo- one of the lads from Sportsnet and a fan who figured all this out saw, because they were reporting about, you know, if the Jays win and the Yankees lose and the Angels, mm. this and that. Anyway, they have uh, technically clinched uh, and Octo- at, at worst case, the wild, the wild card, card game. Right, but, yeah. uh, Actually, they're, they're, they'd have to lose mm-hmm. all the remaining games now, you know, and but still get a wild card. So yeah. they're in great shape, and uh, it's going to be good to have great October to baseball in the city again. Absolutely, it's been a long time coming. So yeah. uh, oh, they're looking, good. they're looking great. Great excitement down there, all together with sellout crowds and that. So, yep. So and good stuff. And um, anyway, going back to Mickey, we'll have Mickey yeah. on hopefully. And the, uh, the other thing is, um, we're also going to talk a little bit of rugby going on. The, 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 the Maple Leaf lads are in action against Italy as we they speak. They are, yeah. They're, they're, down uh, few, they're down. We're getting uh, some texts in here now uh, from uh, a good pal of ours. Well, mine anyway, and my, my folks back there in Sligo. But you'll get to meet him when we go back yeah. over there in October. Roddy Gillen is filling me in on the results. Oh, the and apparently Italy just scored an illegal try and have taken the lead over Canada 20-15. to 15, So illegal uh, try. hopefully Roddy can keep me posted. Did they Upstairs on that one. Ah, yeah, I know. I don't know what's going ah, on, yeah. but they got it anyway. So Love doing that sign. Yeah, yeah, the old TMO, which has come in for a fair bit of abuse now because they're using it an awful lot. Uh, right? They are but right. I don't mind. But it sure, why not? You know, I think it's a bit these exciting. are big decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's good. And then tomorrow is uh, ladies Dublin and Cork go at it in uh, yeah. in the football. They do. Cork yeah. or what? Ten time. 
champions. Yes, amazing run fairly, all together, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, fairly heavy. You know, the, 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 yeah, and Dublin will be in tough against them like, for another one. They're, you know, Cork are very, very strong. They are. I suppose we have to send our congratulations to the Dubs last weekend. Big, Has to be done. Win, Has to be done. Uh-huh. Congratulations to the Dubs. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a great game. Now it wasn't no, a great no. spectacle, but the weather was off. The weather right. destroyed yeah. it a little bit, but um, you have to take your hat off to them. You know, I suppose you could, you can't argue that they were the best team in the country all year yeah. and. It got tougher and tougher as the year went on, and they uh, they figured out how to uh, how to beat Kerry. Yeah, um, well, I think uh, part of it maybe there'll be a few operations down in Kerry on the feet, you know. Yeah. Get them straightened <laughs> up. There was an awful lot of wides, wasn't yeah, there? Huh? A few, the, few, the cobblers will be mobilised <laughs> down there for sure. <laughs> well, they'll be fixing fellas up. No, no doubt about it. Anyway, good stuff. All right. Well, you did the music today. Yeah, now. yeah. And, uh, there's a few new uh, CDs out on the traditional uh, side of things. This uh, this track here now, I picked this because we're going to meet a few leash lads, and you're of course a leash lad. So yes, this yes. Uh, there's a few uh, jigs and reels going on here. But uh, this is from a fella called Andrew Lammy, off his new CD called The New Blackthorn Stick, and he's a clarinist, believe it or not. And this is apparently the first traditional. Irish CD Go done away. for the clarinet. With the hockey. Imagine that. Now, and the. Uh, it's a leash song. It's called The Lad's a Leash, yeah. The hockey. Who knew that you could even this find that? I can't wait to hear it. All right, give it a whirl.
The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For over 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. Very good. Well, we're off to get the good news from Ireland, from Desmond Avoy, and he's out there in Squirrel River, Alaska. <laughs> or somewhere like that. Thank you very much for that, Ken. You always keep me on my toes. And good morning, folks. Desmond Avoy with the news from Ireland for this week, coming to you from my home in Smith Falls. The news is brought to you by our good friends at Aer Lingus, and here are the top stories. That are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning... Well, Fine Gael may be the party with the lead in the polls, but the prospect of a November general election appears to have fallen off the table. With the publication of a new opinion poll this week, the latest MRBI Ipsos poll for the Irish Times revealed that Fine Gael was the most popular party at 28%. Fianna Foyle and Sinn Féin were in a statistical dead heat for second place at 20 and 19% support, respectively. Labour stands at 8%, and independents and others take up 25%. Within that wider grouping, the Independent Alliance is at 3%, the same share as the People Before Profit Anti-Austerity Alliance. Renewa is at 2%, with the Social Democrats at 1%, and the Green Party at 1% as well. Taoiseach and the Kenny's satisfaction rating stands at 31%, the highest rating of any party leader. While Labour's numbers are up somewhat and Fine Gael's have been steady since May, the paper reports that both would need to gain significant extra support in order to have a realistic chance of getting a second term in office. The survey has a margin of error of 2.8%, and 1,200 voters were surveyed this past Monday and Tuesday. In news from the North, Britain's newly elected left-wing leader of the Labour Party, Jeremy Corbyn, has raised many eyebrows with his radical positions, including with his own, within his own party. Now he's raising eyebrows in Ireland. This week, the new Labour leader gave an interview with the New Statesman magazine, and Corbyn reiterated his support for United Ireland. He told the magazine that it was, quote, an aspiration I have always gone along with. In 1985, Corbyn actually opposed the Anglo-Irish Agreement, saying that it strengthened rather than weakened the border. The Democratic Unionist Party's Jeffrey Donaldson has responded to Corbyn's position by challenging Labour to, quote, clarify its position on principle of consent. 
Under the terms of the Good Friday Agreement, a united Ireland can only be achieved with the majority consent of the people of both Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. In education news this morning, unions like to preach solidarity, but appears that Ireland's teachers' unions cannot agree on how to fight proposed changes to the junior cycle. The country's largest second-level teachers' union, the Association of Secondary Teachers Ireland, is threatening further industrial action after voting to reject the latest proposals, even though only 38% of ASTI members opted to vote, rejecting the plan by a 55% to 45% margin. Over at the Teachers' Union of Ireland, which represents a third of teachers at the secondary level, the TUI membership voted to accept the reform plan, 69% to 31%, with a much higher 60% turnout. ASTI voters also voted 70% to 30% to support an escalation of action, including a possible strike. The proposed changes have already been met with two strike days and a boycott of teacher training orchestrated by both unions. ASTI General Secretary Pat King said that the union would be looking to speak to Education Minister Jan O'Sullivan again and that the union was not looking for more money but wanted to uphold educational standards. Well, this week in Irish history, on September 25, 1917, Easter Rising volunteer Thomas Ashe dies after being forcibly fed by prison authorities while on hunger strike. On the same day in 1957, Shamrock Rovers become the first Irish team to play in European soccer competition, losing 6-0 against Manchester United. A better soccer result was had on September 21, 1949, when Ireland beat England 2-0 in soccer at Goodison Park in Liverpool. It was the first time an English soccer team was beaten at home. Also that day in 1983, 38 IRA prisoners break out of the Mays Prison, also known as Long Kesh, outside of Belfast, making it the largest jailbreak in British history. And also on September 25, 2000, Cove-born Sonia O'Sullivan wins a silver medal at the women's 5,000-meter race at the Summer Olympics in Sydney, Australia. And a quick correction from last week, noted by Mark O'Brien from last week's history segment, Canturk is actually in County Cork, not Kerry. My apologies there. Finally from us this week, proof that no bad deed goes unpunished with word that Gardaí shut down a soup kitchen stall giving food to Dublin's homeless people. The Herald reports that volunteers were left shocked after their stall on Grafton Street was shut down because they did not have a permit. Darren Bradley and fellow volunteers with the March for the Homeless were asked to move out this past weekend. However, with as many as 120 people sleeping out in the capital city, Environment Minister Alan Kelly called on Gardaí to show some, quote, common sense in facilitating permits for volunteers trying to help. The group was back out on the street this week, though in defiance of Gardaí. We won't be going anywhere, said Bradley. Gardaí did approach on Tuesday to ask him to move his van, but the group was allowed to set up their kitchen and serve food. On the weekend, Gardaí took volunteers' names and addresses. It's heartbreaking, said Bradley, adding that the police should, quote, concentrate on drug dealers and not on people doing good. Gardy later explained that a temporary structure had been set up on the weekend on Grafton Street and that it did not have a permit and was also an obstruction and a safety concern. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends over at Aer Lingus. Get going to Ireland this winter with Aer Lingus, Ireland's airline. Fly round trip from Dublin, from Toronto to Dublin from $639. For the best fares to Ireland and beyond, book now at www.airlingus.ca. That's A-E-R-L-I-N-G-U-S.ca. Travel on select dates November 17th through March 3rd, 2016. Air transportation charges, taxes, and fees are included. Restrictions apply. Book by Wednesday, September 30th. 
Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with the lads at Kyo Like a Scrack. So until next week, folks, Slan Go Foil. Remember me whenever you're blue. Remember me when there's no one holding you. Lovely stuff, Christy Hennessy there. Well, I mentioned earlier, folks, that I was at the 50th anniversary last night for the St. Mike's uh, football team here and uh, delighted to be joined on the phone now by the guest of honour, one of the guests of honour at that event last night, the one and only manager of the Tyrone County team. Good morning, Mickey Hart. How are you today, Mickey? Good morning, Mark. I'm very well, thank you. I'm Fan- very well. Fantastic. Did you have a good night last night? I had a very good night. It was an excellent, uh, an excellent celebration. 
and uh, everything went according to plan. A great crowd there, and everybody loved to be there, mixing back with people they hadn't seen over the years. Here, talking to different people they haven't seen such and such a man for 35 years, 40 years. Wow, Not fantastic. often you can hold an event that you can bring up memories like that on the one night, so it was really super. It was great, it was great. Well, it's great to have you here, and welcome to the city. Um, uh, the first question I have is probably a fairly obvious one, Mickey. Congratulations on the extension there over in Tyrone. And uh, you've been doing this since 2003 now. What is it that keeps you coming back, Mickey? Well, I've always said it's a privilege to get uh, working with the best players in Tyrone, particularly at a time in, in history when they're amongst the best in the country. That is such a privilege, and I've been privileged to be able to work with them over those years. Um, and, and, you know, we've had a decent degree of success, particularly in the first half of my tenure. I suppose it's running a bit uh, lower now. Since 2008, we haven't won the Ireland, and that's a new standard that we need in Tyrone. If you're not winning the Ireland, you're probably not being successful. So I know that, and I understand that. But... Uh, only one team can win the All-Ireland any year and, you know, if you can be knocking on the door, that's not too bad and I feel we are kind of getting near the top table again. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're talking to a couple of lads here from Leash and Tyrone, so you talk about a drought, Mickey. Or Sligo. Leash and Sligo, rather. He doesn't even know who he's you, talking you to, ta- Mickey. You talk about a drought. We know all about it. <laughs> well, um, I mean, that's it. It's, it's, you know, it's not easy to win All-Ireland and uh, a lot of things need to come together at the one time. You have a number of quality players you need to have players who are very dedicated and apply themselves totally to the cause and you need the rub of the green here and there as well and to get all those things coming together at the one time isn't easy. Yeah, absolutely. Mickey, have you seen any changes to the game, significant changes since you first took over in 2003 and the style of the game or, or the tactics? Like, what, what are the most significant changes, if any, you've seen since 2003 or do you think it's just that the intensity is, uh, is just different? Well, there's a lot of things happening, I suppose. You know, with basic, the same basic skills still apply, but the game is very different now. It's a very much more fluid game. I mean, the numbers on players' back don't mean anything anymore. You don't play in that certain place in the field. You have to be adaptable. You have to be able to be versatile. You know, a defender has to be able to go forward and take a score. Mm-hmm. A forward's expected to be able to put in tackles and work hard and go back and get the ball in his own defence. I think the way the game is going, it's very much more of a team game now. And it's not about particularly, but it's nice to have marquee individuals, of course, who can finish scores under pressure. But I think, actually, the forwards of the day have so much more to deal with than, say, 30 or 40 years ago, where you, it was man for man. And if you were better than your direct opponent, then you had a field day. Maybe they put on a sub and you were still on top form and could beat him. But nowadays, the top forwards have got to deal with one, two, and maybe three men every time they get the ball. And that's why, you know, people who are getting good scores today, the Connors Monitors, the Bernard Brokens, you know, of this world, they deserve a lot of credit because it isn't easy for them in there anymore. Yeah. That's the way the game has changed. It's a collective defence and therefore it's a collective attack. Yeah. You know, we, we can't we can't have it that you're waiting up there for the ball to come to you or we can't allow things to be one on one or two and two with an acres of space in front of quality forwards because no matter how good a defender is, he won't be able to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, no, good observation, all right. Now, Aegon last night, um, he made uh, he made reference to the provincial system, and he he's he's obviously an advocate of of keeping the provincial system intact. You know, there seems to be tremendous imbalance in in Leinster, Connacht, and you could even argue Munster really is a two horse race, and the only province really I don't think where that you could say there is that imbalance um, is in uh, is in your province. But uh, are you in favour of the? Keeping the provincial system intact, Mickey, or do you do you have an opinion am, on that? I am in favour of keeping it because I think the, the point Aegon makes is that you know the, the provincial championships are a sort of a 
a series of their own in their own right, if you like. And you remember, you take away the provincial championships, you take away the options for four teams and and you know, a team in each of the province to make the Ulster final, make the Leinster final, make the Connors final, make the Munster final. That in itself, for a team that be at this stage of their development, aren't likely to win the All Ireland. But that's a big day for them. And you know, who knows? In a one-horse race, and any one given day, in a two-horse race, somebody could win that. You could have a shock result. You could actually win a provincial title against the head, so to speak. If you take away the provincial series, and people talk about all these other permutations, I've never heard anybody bring it through to a conclusion. Yeah. These eight groups of four, or the champion stuff. Nobody ever brought that through to a conclusion. How do you fulfil, for example, like you see, if a, a group of four and the top team has won their first two games, there's going to be games of meaningless games played after that, or some team has lost their first two games. What's the point of them playing their third game? Right. They're just out in the, in the wilderness. Yeah. So I think the provincial championship still has that that does that knockout mentality, which we need in the game as well, uh, as well as the as the back door or the qualifier system. And you know, through the back door, then teams can get a second bite at the cherry as well. Even the teams who may not go on to win the Ireland, if they get to round three, round four, maybe get to the quarterfinals, then that's a good season for them. Yeah. And we have to accept that for certain counties, that is a good season. No. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the way the, that's the way of the world. You know, all of the counties who start out in this Ireland series will never win the Ireland. You know, right, right. I had a uh, I had an opportunity in the uh, in the early nineties, uh, Mickey, to go back with a team from Canada and play against Coal Island. Um, one of the best memories I ever have, in, you know, from my own Gaelic football playing days. But one of the things that I got a taste of, particularly in Tyrone, was the club rivalry is extremely powerful within that it is in every county but i just thought it had a particular edge to it that i could witness when i was in tyrone as the county manager there how do you how do you pluck these players from that type of in-club rivalry mode and get them into that teamwork mode uh, that that that's required to get the energy into the county team yeah well that's, that's a very valid point that you make mark um you do want it to be competitive because the more competitive it is within your clubs, then the, the more the players are going to be able to deal with competitive situations and, and probably bring on the standard of their play. But you have to hope that that can be managed to such a state where those players don't have angst against each other. You know, you need to be able to say, right, in your club situation, you fight tooth and nail for your club by all means, and you can be as competitive as you want within the rules. But, you know, when that's done and dusted, if you've run across some player who's on the county panel with you, we've got to leave that outside the door. Mm-hmm. You've got to create a club mentality in the county jersey. That's my philosophy. Get a club mentality in a county jersey, and then you're in the, in the business of doing things well. And you have to let players leave any little uh, say angst or aggression that they might have come across each other uh, during a, a club match leave it outside the door because this is a new team you're in now this is a new world and you must be all singing up the same hymn sheet otherwise you will not you limit your chances of success at, at county level fantastic and one final question for you Mickey just reflecting on Tyrone's campaign in 2015 what do you think are some of the, the, the changes or adjustments or improvements that be needed there to to get you across the finish line, I mean, a good year to finish in, uh, to get into the semi-final for sure. But as you mentioned earlier, the expectation is always to win. What are some of the some of the tweaks to get you there? Well, obviously, and, and I suppose it, it's been clearly stated that we didn't score enough goals as we proceeded through the championship. Now, it's hard to get everything right at the one time. Mm-hmm. In the other hand, we were very good. Donegal, the only team scored a goal against us in the championship in the preliminary round in, in, in Bally Buffet. And nobody else scored a goal against the rest of the championship. So I think we'd be very happy with that element of our game and that, and that side of our game. Uh, we, we had good attacking football as well, but probably missed too many goal opportunities when they presented themselves for us. So I suppose the real thing we have to do now is get that sense of 
you know, defend as well as we did in, in the championship this year and now be more potent in front of goals in terms of scoring goals or taking goal opportunities. If we got that balance the way it might be, then we'd certainly be a, a force to be reckoned with again. Wonderful. Well, listen, I wish you the very best of luck, uh, Mickey. Thank you very much for doing this. We appreciate it. And uh, Sean is there beside you, Sean Hart. I want to thank Sean for, for organising the whole thing. And uh, I think you're heading down to a baseball game today. That's a different sport for sure. That's right. That's right. That'll be a new experience for me. I've never been at one in, in real time before either. So, um, and just actually, just it's ironical now, or maybe poignant, the song you're on there just before um, I, I joined to speak with you. It was very emotional for me because somebody sent me that when Michaela died and I played it for on end for the first couple of months and really thanks be to God now I'm able to speak about that if I'd heard that inside six months after Michaela died I would never have been able to speak to you at all so I suppose there's the, there's the opportunity to show you that healing takes place over time and things that break you very close to a tragedy you can learn to live with that again and, and that's what I found by listening to it it really brought back memories for me emotional ones but I, I was glad that I was able to listen to it and, and appreciate it. So I'm, I'm delighted. It's, it's a strange coincidence that that's the very that song is we were playing. an incredible coincidence, Mickey. And it's yeah. of course not something that that uh, we we would uh, we wanted to, to 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 bring back to you. But I think it's fantastic that you you've been able to acknowledge it just the way you did. So um, yeah. thank you very much for doing that. And uh, okay. and, the, and the very best to look to you over the next couple of years. We uh, uh, will be uh, we'll be watching with. Uh, with, with, with great interest to see how Tyrone do next year and, and the best of luck take it easy on Leash and Sligo if you come up against them right <laughs> well they'll definitely come up against Leash in the league anyway so we'll have to do that's right there. <laughs> yeah alright okay. thanks Mickey good man Mark okay take care, take care of right. yourself very good bye. Bye. bye Mickey Hart there the manager of the Tyrone team so there's an incredible coincidence um didn't expect that, Ken. But yeah, isn't that something now? Uh, yeah, well done on, on the interview and, and fair play to Mickey for calling in. And that was really, we, we didn't get a chance to, to talk about that, but we just really kind of picked it in the day that is in it mm -hmm. uh, for Eamon more than anything else. Yeah. And, and he'd mean so much to yeah. us all. And, and who what knows, like songs mean things to people, right? They and do. Uh, music is uh, sometimes a great healer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there you go. Good you for just him. never know. Anyway, well spoken. You can, um, you know, you can, you can just, you can, you can see why he has the number one, the following that he has, but he has this charisma that um, just with this this thing about him that that you can see players just sitting around him, listening and just soaking in what he has to say, yes. and and that's the gift, right? That's the gift of being able to to, to manage a team, being able to control uh, control uh, men, yeah. how they think and their emotions and. Anyway, it's, it's wonderful. Well, Very good. It is indeed, yeah. Well, our teams have had hard times, so here's a suitable song. Tommy <laughs> Fleming with Hard Times.
The Irish Shadeen, Etobicoke's newest Irish pub, invites you down to see what the buzz is all about. From Anna's Brendan Dolan and his team guarantee an authentic Irish pub experience. Located at 5555 Eggington Avenue West, just west of Ramfort Avenue, the Irish Shadeen is inspired by tradition. The menu is filled with delicious pub grub. Enjoy the warm interior decor that includes a large bar area and a variety of cosy spots to call your own. There's even a large patio outside if you're looking for a bit of fresh air. There's a lovely private room called the Centennial. It has a fireplace, a 60-inch flat screen that can be used for meetings. It's a great spot for hosting special events, team or association gatherings. Drop in any time and say hello to Brendan and his friendly bunch or give them a call at 416-695-9178. And don't forget to check out theirishabean.com for the schedule of weekly live entertainment. So off you go to 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just west of Ramfort Avenue. The Irish Shabian, you won't be disappointed. When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on... Facebook and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home and not too far from home at 838 the Queensway in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. Ah, good stuff. Deadly. And the Galway Arms, of course, Kenny, after the game of golf today. Oh, there'll be yeah. a bit of karaoke going on. You've got your song picked out, have I you? I have my song picked out. We played it earlier to star the county down. I'll oh, be plowing very into good. that one. Okay. I know all the words. I won't even need the screen. Half eight tonight, down yeah. at the Galway. Yeah. Come down and hear Mark. We should stream yeah. that live. Yeah. <laughs> we should stream that live, Jay. You're uh, right. I have an old song for you and I to sing together. Oh, good. I like the, that. Uh, the Sunny and Cher number, uh, I Got You, Babe. I want to be doing yeah. that one. I love huh? that. Yeah, that would be great. I like that. <laughs> I'm all up for that. Now, are you, you'll be sure, will you? What's that? Will you be sure? I'll be whoever you uh. want me to be, pal. <laughs> okay. Whoever you want me to be. Uh, I'll be all over that. Yourself. Good, good. Yeah. I um I was in Chicago this week. Oh, and, uh, great town! Number one, I forgot how beautiful the city it was. Yeah. It was right down in the in the Trump Hotel there, right on the oh, water. Oh, the Lord hokey! And I went out for a walk about an hour before we had uh, we had I was down there for some meetings and um, about an hour. And I was standing there and I forgot it was Sunday that I went down and I forgotten that the All Ireland had been on, so I didn't get to see it. And there was a couple of girls standing beside me waiting to cross the road there. And I heard the Dublin accents. Oh yeah. Said, oh, we at the game? And they said we were. They had said who won it? The Dubs won and. Anyway, uh, it's funny, the Irish accents all over the oh, place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was very good. I thought it was uh, humorous. But uh, anyway, lots of Irish people down in that city. I, I mean, just Tons, downtown, yeah. I just bumped into a whole bunch of people there. Yeah. yeah. And I, I actually forgot to mention there a few weeks ago when I was down there, and I'm uh, just reading this uh, this book right now. Though I met the, uh, so many Americans, of course, and they recognize the yeah. accent, and they're, oh, we love Ireland. They're telling about their experiences <laughs> and their holidays. But this one couple, and they came back into the place I was at the next day. And they brought me this Irish book, and they uh, were telling me about this big thing in Milwaukee, the big Irish festival. And I tell you, like, unbelievable, you know, this connection yep. that a lot of these people... And y- 
you know, as Irish people, you really don't, you know, you don't sense that yeah, enough. Yeah. But my goodness, the minute they hear the accent, boom, away Fantastic. they go. Yeah. Great, great stuff altogether. Excellent. Well, uh, I, I wanted to play this next track here. There was a lot of controversy. I don't know if you've been uh, hearing about it. There was uh, a controversy over the Iron Islands uh, airport, and they had put out this bid. The government had put out this bid for tender, and they had given and awarded this uh, helicopter company to fly from Galway out to the Iron Islands, and they were going to close down the, uh, the, the flight, the planes from uh, Connemara. And the whole thing about Connemara uh, is that you can get the ferry out to the Iron Islands from Connemara, or if the weather was really bad, you can get the plane, right? If the weather's bad. Yeah, yeah, instead of going on the, in the water, like, <laughs> yeah. you can fly yeah. above it, you yes, know? Yes. Actually, and I think there's a very good story. I think <laughs> Eamon, if I remember, and it might have been Eddie Brett, flew out there one time on one of their trips back. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so they were going to shut it all down yeah. with the airplanes, but I think it's been overturned now. Okay. Which is good news for all the people of uh, of Connemara and that. And um, anyway, I found this uh, new CD. There's uh, two brothers, Oshin and Conal Hernan, and uh, they're from the Aran uh, Islands, from Inishmore. Yeah. And uh, this is a great, fantastic uh, CD, actually, uh, traditional uh, music that uh, that they've just released. And I wanted to play a track from that. And it's uh, something that wasn't the cam before the storm, but this is this one. So there was a lot of hassle uh, in and around Galway. <laughs> but this track is called The Cam Before the Storm.
can of Guinness. There's over 250 years of brewing tradition. And a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness, Guinness. Very good. Here we go with the Guinness Community Calendar of Events for Saturday, September the 26th. And the second annual IEEE-TO President's Dinner is happening this coming Thursday on September the 30th at 1 King Street West. And that's all taking place at 6.30. It's $150. There's welcome cocktails, canapes, and a three-course dinner with wine. And, of course, you get to meet all your friends from the Chamber of Commerce. The guest speaker is Cahill O'Connor, who's the Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer of the Cadillac Fairview Corporation Limited. And Cahill, of course, comes from Galway. You can get your tickets at ICCCTO.com slash shop. The Irish Choral Society are out and about on the town. And they're out there with Frank and Corrine from the Galway Arms, and they're bringing their successful Frank Sinatra night to the Lakeshore Yacht Club. That's all taking place on Saturday, October the 3rd at 7 o'clock, and that's in the Kipling and Lakeshore Boulevard West area. All the big hits sung by the group with the jazz band, and the tickets are $20. And that includes some table goodies and snacks. Give Frank a call at 647-402-6475. Folk in Awesome, Colleen is back from Ireland with the very good comments from the judges at the FLA in Sligo. Fair play to Colleen. And she is going to have some events for her CD. And we had a correction from last week, actually. We were saying that it was going to be on October the 15th, but it's not. Pay attention here. It's Sunday, October the 25th at the Galway Arms, and that starts at 4 o'clock. And if you missed that event, you get a chance to see Colleen on Sunday, November the 8th at On Shabin Pub at Broadview and Queen, starting at 3 o'clock, just before the weekly Irish music sessions. And also on Sunday, November the 15th, at the uh, Durham Irish Session at the Fox and Fiddle between 2 and 5. And then the 25th Annual Mass of Memory is taking place on Sunday, October the 25th at St. Paul's Basilica, 83 Power Street. That's at the corner of Queen Street East and Power Street, just one block east of Parliament. Celebration commences at 3pm with a 30-minute musical prelude of uh, sacred and Celtic music and that's followed by the Mass of Memory at 3.30pm and afterwards everyone's invited to a reception in the church hall for more information you can give Mairead a call in Toronto at 416-264-5363 or give Narita a call in Ottawa at 613-422-2291 and the Cork Association's 26th annual dinner dance will be at St. Bonaventure's Parish Hall at Leslie and Lawrence on Saturday, November the 7th. And you know by now, folks, this is always a sellout and tables need to be booked pretty quickly. It all takes place at 7 p.m. and the tickets are only $60 per person. Hugo Strani will provide the entertainment as usual and there'll be great food, prizes, music and fun. To reserve your tickets, give John Cawley a shout at 647 285 or you can send him an email at john dot g dot Cawley, the number 47 at gmail.com and the Irish Cultural Society of Toronto is having their autumn hooli it's taken place at Mount Dennis Legion 1050 Weston Road that's one block south of Eglinton Avenue and that's taken place on Saturday November the 14th at 8pm Paul Noonan will provide the entertainment 
Tickets are $20 each, or if you fancy buying two of them, they're only $35. Ticket info. Give Pat Canavan a call at 416-206-8670. And all the proceeds for the night of fun will be going to the Irish Cultural Benefit Society of Toronto. For all the email addresses, phone numbers and such, you can go to SaturdayIrishRadio.com. And that's it for the Guinness Community Calendar of Events, folks. Good stuff. Of course, if you ever want to put an old request into the show, you want to hear a wee bit of music, give us an old email, ken at saturdayirishradio.com, or send it to me pal Mark. I oh, put some Saturday pressure on people last Irish night. I, 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 Good man. I met um, uh, Mr. Maguire last night from uh, from Tyrone, and I, I put him on the spot. I said, do you have any requests? He says, oh, no, keep doing what you're doing. Huh? Oh, well, there you said go. said he listens to us every week. As they say, play the way you're facing. Yeah, huh? absolutely. Play the way you're facing. Good stuff. All right. Well, uh... We're almost done, my we girl. Are, huh? yeah. We might How get we a chance to squeeze a couple of tracks in. Get a few tracks in, yeah, and then we're going to bolt over to Banty's Roost. We are indeed. Well, this is another uh, new seed that's on the, on the market, a uh, traditional track. And I was thinking about this because we'll be uh, away on the road for uh, a couple of weeks at the Rugger and the, uh, mm-hmm. and, the, and the football. This track is called Postcards from Home, and it's from the new CD from Liam Merriman and Owen Macher. There's a silvery sheen on the water A John Hine blue on the sky The sun hovers high like a falcon A horse and a rider pass by With the hum of the bees in the fuchsia Whitewash so proud of its thatch The islands full sail in the distance And fishing boats home with their catch This is the country that holds me This is the place I love best Her beauty forever enfolds me When I'm old, lay me down here to rest When I'm old, lay me down here to rest Those evergreen tangles of ivy In rambles of bramble and stone A cloud on the hills and the mountains a pint with your friends when you're home This is the country that holds me This is the place I love best Her beauty forever enfolds me When I'm old, lay me down here to rest When I'm old, lay me down Ah, yeah, that's a lovely song. We'll play more from that CD now uh, in the coming weeks. It's called The Birds Never Cease from Liam Merriman and Owen Macher. And uh, that's it. Another hour has gone. We're going to go off and swing the golf clubs. So The the big green office we're off to. Yeah, I want to thank Roddy Gillen over there in Sligo. If you're ever in Sligo, you want to catch Roddy's band, the Jazz Lads. And uh, we'll send you out some info on where he plays around the town. Uh, But the bad news is our, um, our boys, Canada... Lost to Italy oh. by 23-18. All right. Okay. All right. 
So there you go. That's it. We're going to go out with a wee song from Sean Keane, Galway to Graceland. And we're going from Markham to Bramley or wherever. Yeah. Banty's Roost. Slána Gwyf. Walked into the night And silver wings Tallied all over the sea From the west coast of Ireland To West Tennessee To be with her sweetheart She left everything That's the song she liked best She had Elvis, I love you Tattooed on her breast When she landed in Memphis Well, her heart beat so fast She dreamed for so long See him at last She was down by his graveside Day day Come close in time They would pull her away To be with her sweetheart She left everything Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11.